This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, hello, Holly. Well, hello. This is the last time we're going to see your face in person for a couple of weeks. For a hot second, hot because second. you guys are going to be broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair. Holly, which you starts not tomorrow. going to the fair? I already asked her this. Yeah. Thing. You know, I guess I just take a neutral stance yeah. okay. on the on the state fair. Uh, but, you know, it, it's going to be happening, and I plan on going maybe a time or two. Yeah, yeah, you I'm know, sure. you got to get a little nosh. Yeah, got to get a little nosh in. So let's start talking about uh, Ron Jeremy and this dirt alert. Ooh. He's just been indicted on sexual assault and rape charges, and prosecutors say there are now 21 alleged victims. So Ron Jeremy facing more than 30 sexual assault counts for alleged incidents dating back more than 20 years, this according to the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office. Prosecutors say a grand jury returned the indictment last week, and it's now just being unsealed. Ron Jeremy pleaded not guilty today to 12 counts of forcible rape, seven counts of forcible oral copulation, six counts of sexual battery, four counts of... It just goes on and on. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Now, prosecutors are accusing Ron Jeremy of sexually assaulting 21 women during a 23-year period dating back to 1996. The alleged Mm. victims range in ages 15 to 51. Wow. Oh, that is just so... Gross. Yeah. 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 Gross. That yeah. Is. Yeah. So an update on that. Well, I'm case. glad he finally got caught. Yes. Exactly. Boy, that was a long time. He got away with it. Right. See, right. people just don't. People. People do feel they don't want to come forward. No. Is really what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, I'm not going to be believed, or I drank too much that right. night, or you know, there's all this. Yeah, there are all and these shame around it. Yeah, and all these things saying, well, this and that and the other why thing. Why didn't you do this? Or why yeah. did you go to his apartment? You're an idiot. No one's going to believe. You know what I mean? So that's how he gets away with it for so long. Yeah, yeah. So there he is, Ron mm-hmm. Jeremy today. Now, not a easy segue to make, but this is in the news today. OnlyFans is dropping their plan to ban pornography from its services. Was this just a PR stunt to get more people to sign up or something? I'm not sure. Seems like a weird one. This is less than a week after (laughs) OnlyFans announced the change, citing the need to comply with policies of their banking partners. So today, OnlyFans said... That, no, we're going to reverse this uh, stance that we made. Now, OnlyFans declined to say which banks or banks it had new or renewed payment processing agreements with. But they're saying it was a money thing, that these banks didn't want to work with them because they had pornographic material on there. But whatever agreement was reached, now they're walking it back because a lot of OnlyFans users we're really upset because there are sex workers who rely on OnlyFans uh, yeah, right, that's true. to support themselves. And some adult creators had already canceled their OnlyFan pages and moved to alternate platforms for Good their Lord. content. Talk so, about a company that just didn't know what their business, what is our strategy? 
Uh-huh. Like they got away from their business uh, statement strategy. That well, was why they started it, right? Well, you know, I'm not sure if that was in their mission statement, oh, okay. OnlyFans. I don't know for sure. But, you know, OnlyFans have been able to attract celebrities and celebrities creating content. So uh, Bella Thorne famously was one of the big first celebrities to go on OnlyFans. And mm-hmm. she made a lot of money on there. I think Cardi B has an OnlyFans page. But it was like, you know, essentially like the 21st century version of a fan club perhaps with some nudity. So there you go. Uh, Megan the Stallion is going to be able to release her butter remix with BTS after all. I am excited to hear this. Yeah. So she's done a remix of butter with BTS, which is like the hot song of the summer, but her label one five zero one certified entertainment apparently was barring her from releasing the remix, but a judge ruled, Nope, Megan, you're able to release this. So we will be able to hear it. I believe this Friday. So yeah, that's very that seems like such a weird one to be fighting about. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't the record label like more songs or if it's a beef with whoever BTS they release their music through? I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah. And really controlling. And Megan argued in court that uh, preventing the release of the remix for Butter would cause irreparable damage to her career because it's like, look, I got a remix with the hottest band on planet Earth. <laughs> exactly. Hello. Yeah, and you're barring me from releasing it. So uh, we will be able to release uh, to hear that soon bethany frankel is shutting down real housewives of new york return rumors so she posted on her instagram stories but then went to twitter to confirm that she's not planning to return to the real housewives of new york now was this an actual rumor that was swirling around or does she kind of making this up herself no last night's oh. episode of new york was so bad oh, no. it just was so bad although the best thing that came out of it was was sonia morgan in her confessional saying Listen, if we can't talk smack about our best friends, who are we going to talk smack about? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it was a kind of a, and next week is the finale. It's so, so there bad. Were immediately, Dorinda, Dorinda, Bethany, and Tinsley were all trending on Twitter. Mm. So I'm sure she was getting slammed with, you know, you come back, save the show, it blah, blah, blah. It was so blah. bad. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Do you think that this franchise is salvageable? Yes. Oh, absolutely. The Real Housewives. But, yeah, it is. But they got a, they got to clean house and figure it out and 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 also that they they will get you know there was nothing going on so everything was covid filmed yes so there isn't a lot for the women to do to do it's just one of those seasons because it was filmed last you know like winter well yeah interesting we're starting to get some of the content that was made Right when the pandemic started. And it really hurts the reality shows. It does. We kind of saw it with Katie's right. issue of Bachelorette. Right. You know, it was like the most, well, you know, Is the dates. A, are there a lot of Zoom calls? No, but like they just, they're having parties together and the people who are waiting on them are all masked up and... There's like this forced gaiety and, you know, that show got shut down a couple times for COVID. I mean, it, it's just a weird season and they also only have five ladies. Which they've never had that small of a cast. Right. Mm, mm, yeah. So Bethany Frankel, she said, I posted on Insta that being in talks with Bravo is false. And then she went to Twitter and said that this is also false gossip. She said that the leak is desperate for attention. She says, I haven't spoken to Bravo since leaving. And Andy and I don't discuss the real housewives of New York City. It's not mm-hmm. what we talk about. Yeah. Right. Now, I know that Vintage Scandal is coming up in the yes. next segment. And I don't want to. Are, are you talking about Cher at all? 
No, I am not. Okay. But no we share. can talk about Cher anytime. We love her so much. Okay. Well, she's doing a People exclusive talking about her relationship with Val Kilmer. Because Val Kilmer has his documentary yes. on Amazon Prime. I watched part of it. And? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they yeah. did date. Yes, they did. She dated both Iceman and Maverick. That's how amazing Cher is. That's right. Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Yes. She dated both those guys in the 80s at the height of Top Gun. Oh. And she's opening up about her relationship with Val Kilmer. She says, we called ourselves Sid and Ethel because Val didn't want to yell Cher and I didn't want to yell Val. Oh. They also called themselves Valis Maximus and Cheris Reprimandus. <laughs> She said it was just kind of who I was in the household. Of course, he, of course, he was Maximus. Come on. She said she met him at a birthday party. Her friends were having for me. And a friend said, I invited this guy. I think, you know, you'll like him. And they laughed at the same things. And Val Kilmer would sleep over. It was just a friendship. And then, you know, they became more than a friendship. Mm. Val Kilmer would tell Cher about his dreams. Val Kilmer took Cher to a Japanese performance of Macbeth, and she was thinking, is this guy nuts? We're not going to get along at all. He was so young. and she, so beautiful. And so beautiful, because he was like 22. Always beautiful. Mm-hmm. She was in 40. her 30s. Oh, she was in her 30s? Okay. Yeah, and she said it was a, that age gap was a bigger deal back in the 80s. And she said, the truth was, if I hadn't gone out with younger men, I would have never had a date. Younger men weren't intimidated by older women, but older men in my age category they weren't. That's right. It. They didn't want to be yeah. Mrs. Share. Right. So yeah, way to go. Yeah. I'm, we're giving our we're giving that advice to our friends that we know. Date yeah. younger. Date younger. Date younger. Yeah. Read more in people.com about Share and Val. All oh, right. that's good. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Treated with a lot of looks at and just like that. The yes, we have HBO ten half hour uh, series that is coming. It's film. We're going to see it sometime before the end of the year, and it yes. picks up um, with the Sex in the City characters twenty years later, or whatever yes. it is, fifteen years later. It might be. So I thought, let you know, because the big, of course, the big thing that has been a scandal is. Kim Cattrall not doing the third movie. Yes. Okay, but I thought when did when did we first see any signs of a rift with these ladies? Okay. okay? And one of the things that you and I noticed when we were on location for the filming of season four, episode six, because we gave them the story idea, we were invited to the set. This must be two thousand and one. This is before we had our yes. job here. Yes, mm-hmm. it was two thousand and one. Um and uh, it was like the spring of 2001. Yep. And um, is that we did notice that Carrie Bradshaw, a.k.a. Sarah Jessica Parker, was clearly more in charge than everybody leader. else. Mm-hmm. The te- You know, the team leader. Yes. The other ladies had their dressing room all in a row. Hers was like in a different place. She's the one who cheered to the nipple ladies yes, are she here. she was executive producer. Yeah, you know, even though, you know, whatever. So we yep. didn't really think anything of it, but the person who was the most cold to us on the set was Kim Cattrall. 100%. And but Kristen Davis and I had already met, yes. you know, and she had told me who to write to. So anyway, of course, she was going to be the warmest. And then... You know, Cynthia Nixon, like four months later, saw me at a fashion show in New York and remembered me. Right. But Kim was 
standoffish in court. Okay, so we just thought, okay, whatever. But really, that was really maybe an indication because she did not come out with the other ladies. Remember when they tested the lighting? Yep, Charlotte and Kristen Davis or uh, uh, Miranda and Kristen Davis came out and. This is really grand if you want to know when we decided not to be actresses. Yeah, really. Oh, it takes so long. But oh. okay, so because it, this is 20, supposedly their feud began back in 1999 and it has continued really right up until the, this day. Okay. And so um, here's the deal evidence of a rift first emerged back in 2004 when Kim Cattrall, a.k.a. Samantha, yes. appeared on Friday night with Jonathan Ross, which is a, a British show. Okay. Um, she told Jonathan that the, because he's like, why did Sex in the City end? Because remember, it ends after six seasons. Yes, it does. Why did it end? And she, she, she said, I felt after six years, it was time for all of us to participate in the financial windfall of Sex in the City. When they didn't seem keen on that, I thought it was time to move on. So I did not remember that piece I don't of it. Okay. Yes. Because we were like, why is it ending after right. six? It was so good. They were just, they were picking up so much momentum. Yes. So I thought it was time to move on. Maybe she wanted them all to be. So what happened? Okay. The Telegraph then reported that tensions were sparked between Kim and Sarah over pay. When Sarah Jessica Parker's pay was bumped up to a reported, I mean, like 10 times what the other sure. girls were making in just the second season. Okay. Because she got executive producer yes. title. And yes. this prompted Kim, after that second season, to get a higher salary, but just for herself. Okay. And Kristen Davis and... Um, Miranda. Cynthia yeah. Nixon. Cynthia Nixon, let's just call them. They, that did not sit well with them because they were okay. like, why didn't we all go in together or right. whatever? It wasn't a friend situation. Right. So Sarah Jessica was making the most, then Kim got more money. And but that was just at season two, so that that was right. renegotiating. Then um, the Telegraph claimed that um, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis and SJP wouldn't even sit with her at meal times because she didn't give them the heads up so they could get more money right. or they didn't come right. to work well, together. Right. Okay, right. so who knows? I'm right. just imagining this. So at the 2004 Emmys were Kristen, Cynthia, and SJP all sat together, and Kim Cattrall sat at a different table by herself. Do we remember this? Yeah. I vague. They, they didn't. Right? They walked the red carpet, I believe, right? together. But a spokesperson for HBO said that Kim, um, you know, uh, was her husband was supposed to come and it was just a table sure. for four and blah, blah, blah. Right, and also so SJP, then page six said at the Emmys, SJP rented a house for all the ladies to stay in and that Kim Cattrall wasn't invited to stay. And again, HBO said, well, her husband was coming and they were staying at a right. hotel. So they tried to downplay it in okay. 2004. And then SJP in that same interview with the Telegraph, she said, Listen, you know, um, we're professional actresses. We do have our own separate lives, you know, but uh, there's no problem, you know, here yeah. or anything. So they just blah, blah, blah. And then um, 
And then Kim Cattrall later told Mary Claire that the reason that she did not um, do the movie wasn't have anything to do with money. She said that she was going through a painful public divorce. The series was coming to an end. And I'm sorry, when the end of the show happened. Okay, yeah. And my father had dementia. I felt it was time to be with my real family. And um, then she also said um, that uh, then they kind of buried the hatchet, you know, after the series was over. That uh, And the New York Post had reported by the end of the series, Kim and SJP not even speaking to each other, Mm. except for their lines, and made everyone feel uncomfortable. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker said, no, I don't think anyone wants to believe that I I love Kim. I adore her. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I do like her. So anyway, and then Kim, later, you know, after they did the first movie, She's told the Daily Mail, people don't want to believe we get on. They have too much invested in the idea of the two of us being strong, successful women fighting with each other. It makes for juicy gossip. The truth of us being, we're friends and we get along and we happily do our jobs. It's not as newsworthy. I think Sarah's fantastic. She's a born leader. She guides the crew. So they're all getting along now after the first movie. Yes, in such okay. a strong, gentle way. She and I are sick of this. It's exhausting talking about this. it. And it's yes. a real bore. Right. And then in a joint interview that all four ladies did with Marie, Mary Claire after the first movie, Sarah did say sometimes feelings get hurt on the set. And Cynthia agreed. It hasn't always been smooth sailing, but we are not adversarial. It's ludicrous. And... um Things get explosive for no other reason than people's imaginations. Okay. So, so then, they wiped it all out. Well, then Sarah Jessica Parker would later tell Howard Stern about the movie. He asked, you know, were you broads really fighting that much? And she said, well, was every day perfect? No, but this is a family who need each other. And it's just an ongoing catfight story that the media portrays. And it upsets me. But in 2017... The Daily Mail reported the third Sex yes. in the City movie was being scrapped. Yes. And the publication reported Kim wanted Warner Brothers, who produced the Sex in the City sure. movies, to produce another movie that she had in the works I remember first. this. I remember Otherwise, this. she would not be Samantha. Right. And they said no. And they refused it. And so... Uh, and Kristen Davis basically confirmed it when she tweeted, it's true, we're not going to be able to make a third film. I wish we could have made the final chapter. But it was everyone knew it was because Kim couldn't get her movie, movie made she first. wanted to get made. Well, that and, would be, make a lot of people mad. Yeah. Because there's a whole crew and staff, Mario Cantone, Willie Geist, I mean, all the other ancillary characters. And then she gave an interview to Pierce Morgan and she accused Sarah Jessica of being a bully and she felt under attacked. And why should she be made to play Samantha? And it um, sounds, Lori, it feels like it's more her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But she, and she's made it all to be SJP. Yeah. And then, and then also when her brother took his own life and she publicly scolded Sarah Jessica Parker for, for leaving a comment on her page, offering condolences, offering condolences and, and even tweeting uh, at Sarah Jessica Parker. My mother asked me again today, when will, and then she included Sarah's Twitter, yeah. that Sarah Jessica Parker hypocrite, leave you alone. Your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you are. Let me make this very clear. You're not my family. You're not my friend. 
stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. She tweeted that at her. And that's such a bully tactic. So another that's source. That's such a bully tactic. I, I, but we talked about that. Of course at the we time did. We were just like, they, they don't like each other. But Sarah Jessica Parker will not ever say that. And, um, you know, the last word was last week when the photo came out of the, and just like that with maybe the new Kim, the Samantha. Yeah. And she tweeted a photo, Kim Cattrall, with herself and a dog saying, when your co-star is a real dog. So, I don't know that I'm a fan of her. I know. Now that we go <laughs> yes, over all yeah. of this, we're right, kind of like, like Kim. And, and again, I think he stirs the pot. Tries but it to, all started with money. But again. Yeah. And then getting, Sarah you know, Jessica Parker wasn't the one mad at her. The other two were mad at her because she went to negotiate without them. SJP was made an EVP. Yeah. She yeah. can't help it. And it said that and it was me and the other girls to be mad at Samantha. I don't know why they weren't exactly. friendly enough to all be in cahoots together. Didn't they learn anything from friends? That happened way before them. No kidding. All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, Grant. Uh, you got to take a look at, um, well, Grant, you know this because you saw the movie Free Guy Fantasy. Oh, Mariah yes. Carey's song is the, in the, the duo, movie. Yeah. But it's in the movie. Is it? Oh, it's in the movie probably. 10 to 12 times. He, it's the song that he sings as he's walking downtown just in bliss. That is, that's his jam in the that's movie. That's his jam in the movie. So um, anyway, so he put the, that song several times, like I said, in his movie Free Guy. And he even did a hilarious lip sync to the song on TikTok. Well, now um, Mariah got wind of it. And uh-huh. she, her people put together a very side-by-side duet of his video and and then her just singing to her oh, own funny. song on TikTok. It's funny. It's it's pretty adorable. Yeah, it is good. You can just Google Ryan Reynolds, Mariah Carey, and you'll find it right we away. We have it on our show page. Oh, got it. We Perfect. have it on our show page. Beautiful. And I love when Mariah goes curly. Just has her hair yes, being her curls. Her natural curls. She's so cute. She really is. I know is she like... loves it pressed. Yeah. But anyway, it's really cute. And then the the other thing um, that I just wanted to say, Julia, is what, that, honey, what um, Michael Nader died today. And this is a, for 80s soap fans yes. and soap opera fans of all my children. But and Mike, Dynasty. And Dynasty. Michael Nader died at the age of 76. He died 10 days after a cancer diagnosis. So oh. I don't know what his diagnosis, but he had 10 days to process that. Wow. And... Um, his wife is the one who let us know that, and he died at home, and he was Susan Lucci's, maybe he was her fourth husband, Dimitri Merrick. Right, because Nick was the first yeah, one. Yeah, I and, mean, for yeah. sure he's in yeah, the yeah, middle. Yeah. He is in the middle, He's right. in the middle, and he was super suave and debonair, Beyond. and he and Erica were a beautiful couple, mm-hmm. and then he moved on to get cast in Dynasty, yes. and he played Dex Dexter, who was the husband of Alexis? Yes, Car- played by Joan Collins, yes. and he was on the show from 1983 until the show ended in '89. So people he, will recognize him. He basically went from All My Children to Dynasty, Dynasty yeah. and he started working when he was a teenager. And his first movie was in the movie Beach Party in 1963, and he was played Beach Boy. You know, so he was just a guy in the Ken yeah. shorts, you know, probably looking like a hunk. 
And then he was in Muscle Beach Party, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, well, Beach Blanket right Bingo. There, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini. They were all in the same yeah. genre of those 60 with Annette and Frankie. And he also was Sido, if you uh, are of age to remember this, in the TV series Gidget with Sally Field. Oh, oh. He was Sido. I don't know which one that is. I don't know. But I loved Gidget. Yeah, and he played Mitch on an episode of Magnum P.I. then popped up up in the TV series called Bare Essence, which basically one of the things that was nice in the late 70s, early 80s is that, uh, you know, sometimes there just was a lot of corny stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Including a TV series called Bare Essence. Sounds like, I kind of want to... Like a magazine uh, or perfume or something. You know, you watch the new Dynasty... Oh, I love the new dynasty. But I kind of want to watch. But it's been on for like four years. Yeah, I know. So good. Grant Snow. It's so good. Julia. You really do like that I one. I know. I, I know. I haven't gone back. Um, uh, the jurors who are on the uh, jury on Muhammad Hadid's his half-built colossal house. Yes. They all went over there on a bus today. To go see the house on the hill that really is a hotel built on a hill. Eight men, oh, four women. It is, Grant. It's unbelievable. It's, he, it looks he, like the Starship Enterprise. He avoided really? every He dug out single. a hillside. He put all these other homes in danger. He did stuff without permits. Oh. Did all kinds of... Uh, it's this massive building that looks like it could take off. It's <laughs> now an abandoned, half-constructed thing that's jeopardized all the ways... That the hillside is, yeah. you it know, probably made it unstable, yes. possible for mudslides, things yes, like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, two families are suing him over this mansion, but they had to bus all the people over there to look at it. Mm-hmm. Right there, yeah, that would be the most yep. devastating. You can bet his lawyer argued against that. That pictures would suffice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you go to an actual site, they don't do that this often. No, they want to show the monstrosity that I'm guessing it is to give the effect of this is how big and what he was just trying to get away with. They yeah. want yes. you to see it with their own eyes. He's so going to be, I mean, he's going to, it's bad, nine years of construction. And, and everyone, and he just avoided everything and lied. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah, he really, and so it's it's such a... Oh, it's really bad. Yeah, do for do first, ask for forgiveness later doesn't always work out very right. well. For no, you. especially when you live in a neighborhood where the people are as wealthy as you are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't really fight that. that is yeah, true. Can't throw there, money oh, at it. you got a hundred million dollars? Well, I'm the Seagram's heiress or whatever it might be. You know, it's all money up there in the Bel Air Hills. Oh wow. It's beautiful. It is. And it then is. Tom Cruise, uh, you know, he landed his helicopter today. He he must be a movie scene, something, because the other day he had chicken masala at, at some place in London. Now he's landing a helicopter just in the middle of, Well, the you know, airport was closed and, and he needed to land um, it. He went to so to he people. took advantage of his celebrity status and just landed his helicopter wherever he I wanted. I mean, I'm sure they it was called, an incredible people day. called, yeah. and then the people, he went over to the kids immediately oh, at the property cool. and let them go ride in the helicopter. In the field, yeah. oh, he made everyone cool. feel good. Of course yeah. he did. He made everyone feel good, so it wasn't... But, like, look at him. When you look at the photo of him, I'm just going to pose it. Show the millions. Okay, show the millions of people. Everyone is having fun talking to each other, and Tom is standing way far away with his mask on. Oh, yeah. Just kind of... He's way back by the helicopter. Not even close to anybody. Look at him. I know. Zeno, Zeno does not always know what to say.
<laughs> no, right, Lori? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs>